Another exciting edition of Sister Sister is upon us. Thank you for keeping your dial right here on City TV and as well tuning in on 97.3 City FM for another exciting episode of Sister Sister. This is a show that gets um, up close and personal with all things relationships. So if you have an issue, if there's something that's bothering you, this is the show to be tuned on to because we discuss all the issues that are pertinent to whoever decides to send us the letter for the week and we always ensure that you leave or by the end of the show have a lot of um, understanding and at least some direction on where to go towards with whatever is uh, troubling you in your relationship love life of general well-being. My name is AJ Akuako Sapa. It's an absolute pleasure to come your way. Of course, a very big thank you to our proud sponsors, Kel Kids Toothpaste, and as well the Ghana AIDS Commission Red Ribbon Campaign. A very big thank you as well to Life Mate Furniture, located in the North Industrial Area, for allowing us come live from their premises each and every week. When we come back, there'll be so much in store for you. So don't go anywhere. Sister Sister returns right after this. And you're tuned in to Sister Sister on City FM and as well live on City TV. My name is AJ Krakos Safon and getting straight into introducing the fantastic group of women that I'm so honored every week to be able to have conversations with because they truly are my sisters. I will start with a lovely lady in blue. Today I'm surrounded by roses. <laughs> and I swing the in a bit. One half of my rosy future is <laughs> the one and only Rosie herself, the Yay! absolute badass who gets everything done. She's like she's like a, a an absolute uh, trifecta. She she's exquisite on the bike. She's fantastic as an as an orator. She is able to give you all the counsel you need. And she looks beautiful while doing it. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Aww. Thank you. Branding. 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 And sitting right next to her is another Rose. Marie Rose. Always incredible. Looking very fabulous in a new hairstyle. And making sure that you will notice it. The one and only Marie Rose. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm loving the hair. Too. I'm loving yeah. it. Like, you have all this hair. You've been showing us something different. <laughs> no, we love it. Yeah. Keep it. <laughs> Thank you and so much. Uh, it's good to see you. It's really good to see you. Uh, finally. Um, also dressed in black and white. I think black and white is a theme. But we, we sort of forgot to send Rosie the, man, the memo. See? But it's okay. It's okay. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. We'll fix She's it the next time. <laughs> <laughs> They're always elegant. One and only Olivia. Uh, hey. How are you? I'm good. You thank look lovely, you. by the way. You oh, all look lovely. It's, 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 so, it's so nice to see you all so glammed up. Oh, you know, and so do you, you. We're, though. We're learning from you. We're learning so. from you. You know, we, we have to learn for you. I, I can't sit by you ladies and look shabby. No, it can't, it can't happen. I mean, you motivate <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but ladies, are we ready for the message just behind the scenes? Definitely. Because this one mm. is exciting. Mm. Let's get into it. Hello, AJ. I'm going through something right now and I have no idea what to do. It's really taken a lot for me to reach out to you and your sisters. My husband is a pastor and we run a church together. He's a very busy man and travels a lot because of his mission work. Over the last six months, I've noticed that any time he traveled out of Accra for his trips, his phone was always switched off, but it would be switched on once he was back in Accra. During this time, the members of my women's fellowship were telling me or giving me so much advice. They were telling me to keep an eye out for one of our young choristers, who's actually my husband's goddaughter. They had noticed that any time my husband went on mission trips, 
she would never step in the ministry and she would never step up to minister in church and that an instrumental or anytime an instrumentalist or any other chorister was interested in her they were coincidentally warded off by my husband i took all of this with a pinch of salt one day my husband went for a delivering service and left his phone at home it began to ring and i realized it was his goddaughter so i answered the call she immediately decided that she was pregnant again and refused to get an abortion this time as she has done so previously she continued by saying she wouldn't protect his marriage any longer i was shocked and could barely give a response upon hearing my voice she began to grovel and beg hmm aj i don't know what to do do i go and see the girl's parents should i ask my women's fellowship group for advice or do i speak to my husband first dun 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 the pastor and the goddaughter and the wife who's found out the sordid details i will start listening to this what are you thinking I wished I had gone second or third, but never mind. <laughs> so, you see, stories like this, they, they hit me in very funny spots, okay? So, first and foremost, you're looking at the fact that the man involved is a pastor. And once you're a pastor, you are in um, a space of respect and, you know, people are afraid to tell you touch what... My, my yeah, touch not my anointed. And I'm thinking that even if his personality is the kind that mm-hmm. you cannot correct him or tell him what is going wrong, it becomes difficult to talk to him and even tell him that, look, what you're doing is bad. And that is why the women's fellowship Hmm. are giving information small, small Hmm. to the wife. Because they can't come forth as giving giving the wife the full facts. Otherwise, the pastor may have an issue with them, may even have an issue with his wife. But they are giving the wife hints to be able to, you know, use, use it as a weapon to work with to find out what is going on. And I keep saying that, look, listen, there's nothing hidden under the sun. Absolutely. You know what I mean? When you start doing these things, especially when you're in a place of respect, um, a place of leadership, a place of where you take control of everything, you realize that some of these things, it's just a matter of time, it comes out. Now let's go to the details. You see, hmm. <laughs> Women's fellow. <laughs> And I'm trying to, look, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the church, but you see, I don't see why people in organizations like this, especially in a church, cannot come together and call the man out. Mm. I don't see why they can, for instance, not boycott the church, for instance, and not show up. Yeah. Because this goes against the very bane of morality. It goes against the very reason why the church was set up. How can you be taking um, advantage of your goddaughter? Yeah. You know, what kind of respect are you showing to your wife? You know, there are certain things when you're in that kind of leadership, you shouldn't be seen as dotting your, you know, your things all over the place. You need to exude some level of responsibility. Once you start doing these things, you think that it's someone who is gossiping about you, who is talking about you, but indeed it's your actions that is speaking for itself. You know what I mean? And I'm very sorry for the way the woman found out. I mean, it's really sad that you see your goddaughter calling. People have said, it, people have gossiped about it. You just took it with a pinch of her. So, you know what? That's a goddaughter. Like, if it was my own daughter, he's, he's just warding people off because, you know, he wants the best for her and all that. Mm-hmm. Sir, so, 
small, small, small boys in the choir and things like that. They are not good for her. Maybe she's looking for the right kind of person. Always justifying why what you're hearing is wrong. And that is where sometimes wives get it wrong. I'm not saying that you start roasting your husband when you hear things. But sometimes when you hear certain things, especially in that, like, it's so, cons like, it's, it's so consistent, mm -hmm. like it's coming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and watch and observe for yourself. And I'm saying it's very heartbreaking as a wife to pick your goddaughter's call, thinking that, oh, hi, oh, maybe daddy, I just want to say hello to you. And then I'm pregnant, this is the second time, and I'm not going to abort it again. Then it means that it's not even like a one-time I'm sorry thing. It's a repeated thing. They're talking about it, and it's very sad. Now, should you go and tell your goddaughter's parents, we also for mommy, you're going to tell your goddaughter's parents for what? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And there is a revered person that his people, the people around him, cannot even, you know, correct him or make him do the right thing. So what is the goddaughter's parents going to do? Mm. And what makes you so sure that the goddaughter's mm. parents are even not in on the relationship he's having mm -hmm. with the goddaughter because of what they stand to benefit, i.e. school fees, i.e. better living conditions, or maybe they bought some TV, some microwave, some small, small things that are going their way. I mean, how sure are you? Mm. You know, it's a very dicey situation. For me, personally, I would say that, look, when things like this happen, it's two things. Mm. Not everybody would exit because there's been cheating or there's been an issue. But you need to be true with yourself, what you can handle and what you can handle. Mm -hmm. If you indeed can handle it, maybe a little talk, a little argument here, you can forgive him and you can move on, that's fine. If you can't handle it, don't lie to yourself. Mm -hmm. And keep staying there. Okay. So this is absolutely a decision for you. But I'm sure, I'm most certain that there should be some form of communication, some form of counseling, mm -hmm. some form of admittance of wrong, and some form of correction, as in, from now on, this is what we are going to do henceforth. Because people tend to take in apologies, and yes, I'm sorry, hey, I'm sorry, so what? Hmm. Interesting. I'm sorry, so what? <laughs> do the right thing. Now let me come to Mary Rose. <laughs> Hearing that a pastor, who we all hold to higher standards, is not only having an affair with his goddaughter, but has caused her to have at least two mm -hmm. abortions, <clears throat> and is now has has no problems traveling with her because clearly, as we can we can correlate, when he's not there, she's never around. So you travel with her. You have no problems with the public knowing what's going on here. What is your thoughts about that? Well, <laughs> I'm laughing because um, it happens. Mm. It's a reality. And um, the pastor, sometimes we forget that he's a human being. Mm. Um, like many times people would say that he's a man of God. So he's a man first and of God. Mm. He's human. Many times pastors have found themselves to be that untouchable and all that because the congregation do that yes. to him. Many times the congregation that fail their pastor, instead of right from the beginning, helping him because he's human. Mm. We always go to him and push him to a certain corner where even when he's uncomfortable, he has to try <laughs> and yeah. play as if he's God, you know, yeah. and um, it, it ends them in trouble. Mm. So in their burnout moments, then they fall prey to such things. 
They might not calculatedly decide to go out to do that. But because they are humans, and I mean, taking care of a congregation where everybody, especially when it's, uh, the church is not well formed mm. and they don't have all the necessary, like a counseling um, unit and all that, where people can be directed, everything comes to the pastor. Mm. So the pastor sits and interacts with people and all that. There's something we call transference mm. in counseling. And transference is very, very real where you sit down and you talk to people and if you don't take it, they can project what they're feeling onto you. Wow. Yes. So there are things that you have to be aware of mm. to be able to handle. So if you don't take care in, in, in counseling, we have certain ethics. So it's not everybody who gets up and counsel. Maybe the pastor, because he's a pastor, everybody assumes that a pastor is a counselor. Mm. But if he hasn't really done counseling course or hasn't done a pastoral counseling thing, he might not know certain ethics that he has to follow. So he's just using the Bible. And people come and they come and take you know, come and sit so close or some, sometimes you, 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 because you don't know, you don't even know how you have to sit right. when you are doing counseling. There's so many things that go with counseling. We are humans and people attract. Mm. Somebody can come to you and you realize that that's not your mind, but you just see the person and then you see that you start, yeah, you know, your mind, alone. yes, tense. <laughs> so um, for me, I look at it as the human side of him. But if he continues doing that, then he needs help. First of all, as a wife, I think that it is not, you don't turn to the women who were gossiping or, or the girl's parents. You have to sit your husband down. Mm -hmm. Talk to your husband. Let him know that you need help. Yes. Let him confess mm. and acknowledge the fact that I messed up. This is what I did. And then the two of you have to work out your forgiveness. You have to go through counseling. Mm. Most of the time, even if it is a one-man church, there must be some kind of an, uh, a, an executive body or a, an advisory body, or they, they will be joined to some other churches. Or he, that pastor would have a senior pastor, a mentor that he looks up to. So you have to come to that point where if he admits, you have to go to a higher person who can help you through. Right. And then you go through counseling and all that. So it's not a question of um, leaving your marriage unless the two of you, you go through all the process and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But then first of all, for the first remedy or remedial situation, I think that you have to sit him down and get him to acknowledge the fact that I did it and, and, and apologize and all that and try to help you because you'll be hurt. And, and forgiveness is not just one day. Absolutely. Forgiveness is a process. So you have to go through that process. And that process, part of the process, is to get help from outside. Mm. So you look for the higher body that can help your husband because he's a pastor. And he has to be dealt with in a different way, whether we like it or not. So you get that help and get a pastor, you know. And sometimes... People, pastors who have found themselves in situations like that, they go on suspension. Yes, mm. yes. They suspend them. They, they do so many things. Yeah. They, they, but they do it on a quiet, so you don't know. But they go through a, a whole lot of processes before when he shows good character, they would restitute him. They will bring him back. Otherwise, they can't even sack him. Mm. So um, it's not that the pastors do what they want, except <laughs> the pastor is, you know, just autonomous, doesn't work with any other person yeah, and himself. is all into yes he's all onto himself and doing everything all by himself and doesn't listen to advice from anybody and for such pastors you have to be aware of
yeah. because they have to be able to revert to somebody. If they can't revert to somebody, then you have to be very careful about. So in that situation, I, I will think that even if that pastor doesn't have anywhere they can revert to, then the, the wife too would have contributed because the wife would have to help him to be able to associate with other pastors so that in times like that, you can um, solve your problem you know, okay, like with that. other help. Let me come to you, Olivia. Your thoughts about this really dicey situation? Sometimes I ask myself, when these guys go to pastoral school, mm -hmm. um, what do they understand as being God's representative? Mm. You know, I'm not even talking about, um, or, like, every single pastor out there, but as Christians or as children of God, what does it mean to be a representative of God? And you go out there as a pastor and you're preaching to a congregation and you're shugging your, your, <laughs> your God daughter. So, um, it makes me wonder this guy, and you told your wife that you're going for a deliverance service. Like, at what point in time do you think you are worthy enough to be delivering somebody? Mm. You don't need deliverance. You need a crusade. Hey. <laughs> like, yo. Like, there's, there's everything wrong with that. And... You know, this guy, he, he really needs to listen to some of my pastor's messages because my pastor is constantly <laughs> blasting yes. people like that. Yes. He's constantly, and you know, if you have weaknesses as a man of God, right, what you need to do is to build boundaries around you. Mm. You don't fuel the situation. Take some helpless girl. Perhaps you are the one who even broke her virginity. Yeah. And then afterwards, you turn around and come back and preach and lay your hands on people. Does he know what it means to lay hands on people? <laughs> Is he transferring his spirit of adultery on people? And like, what does he mean? Like when he reads the word of God, which part makes sense to him? Mm. Thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. Mm. Thou shalt not, sin um, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, now I forget, because me brief. <laughs> you know, uh, there's so many commandments in the in the Word of God that that sort of helps to guide us and 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 show us what to do. So, if you're not well versed with God's Word, what place do you have mm. as His representative? Mm. And it's about time that we as Christians we know God for ourselves. We read the Bible for ourselves, and we try to live godly lives. We live right by God. We live right by man. It's all in God's Word. You see, like, did Jesus have a goddaughter? <laughs> was he, um, like, everything. What would Jesus is, have done? What would Jesus have done? You know, and then we like to cover up things. When a pastor is preaching and all of a sudden he's grabbing some girl's boobs or stepping on a pregnant woman's belly, we're sitting behind and we think it is normal. Did Jesus ever step on any pregnant woman's belly in mm. the Bible? As far as I'm concerned, he was compassionate. Yeah. So we shouldn't be allowing things like this to continue okay first and foremost um this woman who brought the submission in the question is does your husband see anything wrong with what he's done does he mm. even acknowledge the mm. enormity of, of the situation mm. because right now assuming oh through some divine intervention he actually repents and he's very sorry oh i didn't know i came under the devil's spell yada 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 when you're taking her knickers of the devil you anyway <laughs> that's just by the by but through some way if he admits that oh he's sorry about everything the question is there's a girl involved. Mm -hmm. There's a child who didn't ask to be here involved. Mm -hmm. What is it going to look like in front of the entire congregation? 
in terms of people's faith as Christians, what does it, what is it looking like? What is the big picture looking like? Mm. Is he going to stand in front of the congregation and admit that this is what I have done? I am so sorry to God. Go on his knees and ask God for forgiveness and stop what he's doing and use his experience as an opportunity to preach to other pastors. Is he ready to do that? Mm. Because he needs to be an example to other pastors. He needs to be an example to the church. And once you admit in front of the church that I have done wrong by God, I have done wrong to this child. And the question is, do they, does this couple, do they have children? Mm. What's going to happen? Is he ha going to have to marry this girl in addition to his wife? And even so, this child coming in, is she going to adopt this child? Like, there's so many things that are happening here just besides, oh, I'm sorry, you know, forgiveness, yada, 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 yada. Like, how do you deal with it and the consequences? So have that conversation with him, but it's going to be tough. Know that it's going to be tough. And in the case that he's very defiant, he doesn't want to know, he's, you know, you know, he's a man, he's a man of God, yada, yada. If I were you, honey babe. I'm not sitting in there for anything because it's too disgraceful for my liking. And Jesus does not work like that. And there's definitely not the spirit of God in him acting like that. Now, coming to that um, notion, he apologizes. He asks to make amends, ready to deal with the consequences of his actions. Is it worth staying as Osofumame? Is it worth staying for? Well, we'll find out right after this break. Of course, keep your messages coming in. Use the hashtag sister, sister. When I come back, I'll be speaking to you some more. Tune in to Sister Sister right here on City TV and as well live on night 7.3 City FM. My name is Aja Kwakos. A very big thank you to Life Mate Furniture. We're coming live from their premises in North Industrial Area and as well to our proud sponsors, Kel Kids Toothpaste and the Ghana AIDS Commission Red Ribbon Campaign. A very big thank you to First Choice for my lovely hair. Take the village, guys. Takes a village. <laughs> now, back into the conversation. Before we went on a break, we were looking at a story about a a man of God who is having an affair with his goddaughter and has caused her to have at least an abortion. The wife has found out, sent in um, a letter asking clarity on how to move forward. Now, the question is that I posed before the break. In the situation that this gentleman, she, she confronts him, which is, she's finding out if she's confronting him, we all can agree mm. that she should. And he now decides to work his way into forgiveness, face the consequences of his actions. Is it something worth staying for as a sofa mommy who is also placed on a different pedestal and expected to be all forgiving? Mm. Should she stay, Rosie? I would say marriage is not child's play. It's not for teenagers or the weak. It's for adults who have made a decision to spend the rest of their lives together to the best of their ability. So, especially as a sofa mommy, you don't run out at the slightest challenge. It's important that you at least attempt to work on it. But if in the process of working on it, you realize that it's affecting your mental health, it's affecting your physical health, it's even, it's even affecting your spiritual growth, and it's actually um, dangerous to yourself, 
then that's the point you need to make that decision. But for now, it all depends on one, how sorry he truly is. Because an apology rendered in all forms, lie down, roll over, do all the works, the semantics, cry, do the maybe one week fasting even. Trust me, that is not the apology. The apology lies in the true repentance. And that process is not easy. It takes a while. So there'll be setbacks, you move on, come back, move on. But that process, how is he handling it? And how is he communicating to you? Once you go through that process, everything is okay. You can actually get to that point where you forgive him. And then you probably have a wonderful marriage. And this becomes a testimony for the future. Otherwise, if it's not good, Charlie. Hi. Marie Rose? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just, um, um, like she's saying, um, you're a Christian. And like she said, my marriage is not for just anybody. Sometimes you might even be an adult. But it must be mature to be able to get into marriage. You should be prepared of things that can happen in marriage. So such a thing has happened. The only thing I'm looking at here is that it's not, now it's not only you and your husband. But the young lady in there is going to have a baby. How you're going to get that sorted out is also another thing. Um, is she going to have the baby and keep the baby? Or is she going to have the baby and then you take the baby to live with as a family? Whatever at, a, at one point, the girl's family would have to come in after you have dealt with your husband. The girl and her family would have to come in, and then you take a decision concerning the new baby that is going to be born. If it is something that you think that you can take in and you can take care of another uh, person's um, baby, fine. Sometimes people don't want their husbands going back because when the baby is with the mother, the man will be going there to take care of the baby, and that could bring other challenges. Yes. So, um, and, and one thing that, uh, I mean, I kept, uh, kept coming to my mind. The reason why I think the pastor kept doing that and over and over again, and sometimes like your mind becomes, Bible says that your mind becomes seared. When the, you, you, it's always advised that when you are in a relationship or something, or when you get into some of these things, stay away, abstain from sex, because once you do it, you will do it again. Once you do one, you've broken that barrier or boundary and you will do it again and again and again so whether it is the girl who enticed him or he went whatever that it is it is good that you try and stay away from that person and so a decision would have to be taken concerning that woman and the baby and his wife if the wife is staying and even if they have kids and their kids are old enough they have to deal with the kids the children would have to understand what is happening because a new baby will be coming in and, and, and they have to deal with it. So it's a whole uh, package in itself. And it has to be dealt with holistically. It's not dealing with part and leaving it. And at the end of the day, the church would have to be involved. Because when everything is said and done, the baby is going to come in. So the, definitely the pastor would have to apologize to, church, to the church. He has to confess and apologize to the church. And go through the grill as he has to go through it. Face it as a man. And at the end of the day, he can be restored when he's really, really repented. He can be restored and because the gift of God, Bible says the gift and callings of God, they are without repentance. That gift will be there. And that is the reason why some men take advantage because he will still be anointed. He can still do certain things. He might go and mess up, but he can do certain things as a gift that God has given him. And so when they have that gift, they can mess up. Uh -huh. So that gift can be there. But we have to be very careful. We don't abuse it because at the end of the day, you're going to account to God. And that is the most important thing that you have to think about. Yeah. Now let me come to you, Olivia. 
in the situation that he does work on himself, asks for forgiveness, truly repents, should mm. she stay? Yes. Okay. It's tough, but yes. Mm. Just because this will give her a story to tell. And she can use it as an opportunity to encourage others in, in situations. Mm. Most of the time, is um, there's a saying that God will never give you a cross that's too heavy <laughs> for you to carry. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes yeah. we don't know how. Or there's always a story in there somewhere that's meant to encourage somebody. Because it's through the pain and through the sorrow that you unearth um, the strength within you to be able to motivate someone and to be a blessing unto someone. But when uh, Mary Rose was talking, I just had a, a bit of a flashback regarding one of the sermons my pastor would usually preach in, preach in church about Abraham and Sarah and how they couldn't wait. And their story was obviously peculiar mm. because Sarah couldn't wait anymore to have a child. And then, you know, she asked her servant girl to get involved. And while he preached, it, it took me, um, he, he, he cited examples as to how it would look like in the 21st century right now, whereby a servant girl feels like, yo, I've done your husband, <laughs> you know, so Mina Missy, so like, yeah. I'm what's up, like you're old school and, and stuff. I, I'm the new wife. Exactly. And, and how, Sarah had to immediately change things around and say, yo, we cannot live with this girl anymore. So she has to go. Mm. So again, a clear, another example, not necessarily having to do with a child, um, with them having, wanting a child, mm. but a clear case of having another person in your marriage. The question is, this girl and this baby moving forward, is it going to be a second wife? Are you going to ask them to go? Are you going to take the baby and let the girl go, continue her education? Um, how much involvement is your husband going to have in this girl's life and in this child's life? Mm -hmm. And that is where the challenge really lies because mm -hmm. forgiveness is not that easy. It's an everyday terrible tough decision to make and she will be forever reminded no matter how soft her heart is towards her husband because that child is not going anywhere absolutely so it's a tough decision to make. well we shall move on to our next story but of course we'll love to hear from you as well use the hashtag sister sister and let us know if you are uh, capable of forgiveness if you were placed in this particular woman's situation or perhaps you have some Additional ideas on how she should react or change or figure it out in her story. So please let us know. Hashtag sister sister. Now let's move on to story number two. Hi AJ. I've been going through a crazy few months and I really need your advice. About a year ago, I met this amazing man. He was everything I was looking for and we got on so well together. We began dating and it got serious quickly. At a point, I decided it was time to officially introduce him to my older sister. Her opinion had always meant a lot to me, and she's always been my best friend. I invited both of them for dinner at my place. They seemed to be getting along well. During dinner, I had to leave at some point to check on something in the kitchen. As I was there, it seemed my older sister had taken a liking to my boyfriend, and they exchanged contacts. At the time, I was oblivious to all of this. For the next few months, our relationship was going well, but little did I know that he and my sister were dating on the side. One day, I was over at his place when someone began to video call him. I picked up the phone and was so confused when I saw my sister's profile picture. I quickly picked up the call to see my older sister's face. The story quickly unraveled as I demanded answers from both of them. I have lost my boyfriend 
and my best friend how do i move on from this what mm. do i do hmm i would assume there's a girl code that is an unspoken rule that you don't touch what i like you don't go for people that i'm interested in and you certainly don't <clears throat> date someone at the same time not even with your best friend hmm? your sister your sister now let me start for marie rose <laughs> <laughs> the question i'm asking myself is that um she invited the two of them yes for dinner yes she went into the kitchen or yes. somewhere to do something they exchanged yes but did she do the introduction Yes, ask her, her sister, my mm -hmm. sister, meet my boyfriend, my boyfriend, meet my sister. Mm -hmm. I want you to and, vet him. And, and sh vet him and let me know exactly. whether I can go And she rather says, you know what, let, let's combine. <laughs> I like it, you like it, you hmm. cannot share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> not in this case. Sharing is caring, not so right. Well, this is a real dicey thing. I mean, it's, it's not done. Hmm. I'll just say it's not done. Because, um, like you're saying, girl code, how can you, for the love of family, for the love of a sister, no matter how good the person looks, this is my sister's property. Yes. This is my sister's interest. Mm. And I have to protect my sister's interest. Always. So why do I have to go for it? Why would you even be secretive about it? And what kind of conversations were they having? How often was she calling him? Was she so uh, from the what we we heard? It's like she wasn't even telling her little sister that. Oh, I've been talking to your guy. No, 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 no. They are yeah. dating. They are mm -hmm. dating. Steady and, dating and, on the and, side. And 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 the, and the guy is also dating with. Yes. So number one, the guy is not a faithful guy. He's not a good guy. At he all. will end up using the two of them mm. and and run. Mm. You know. So for me, I would say that well, she shouldn't even think of it. She she'll be hurt. Or she's hurt, but she shouldn't think of um, trying to take the guy from the sister or whatever. She should think about herself now. Mm. The first thing is she should just retract or mm. uh, um, get out of that relationship, cut it out, mm. because the guy is not good enough. Mm. If you can go ahead to go and look, take my sister, no, he's not good enough for mm. you. He's not good enough for you. So just forget about him. And when it comes to your sister, she's family, she's blood. Mm. Um, once again, forgiveness will have to work here. You have to sit down with your sister, tell her your peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Tell her your peace of mind. If it means that you have to involve your parent, right. I think you have to involve your parent and get her also to think that that guy is not going to be good. Because even if your parents get to know, there's no way your parents are going to allow that guy right. in that family. Absolutely. No, it's not going to happen. You came for one, you can't go no, for the other. For the other. <laughs> yes. So even if you had been in a relationship and you broke up clearly before going for the other, it, it's just not ethical. Mm. Um, families will not accept that. Mm. So you can't move from one sibling to the other. Once you move on, but this is where you are trying to date both of them. And it is a no-no. It's a big, big red flag with, with another red flag on top. <laughs> you know, I, 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 she, shouldn't, she shouldn't go near at all. Olivia, thoughts? I'm not sure I want to sit with my sister and have a chat with her at this point. Really? No, like she doesn't deserve it. Wow. Because that like, blood is thicker than water. Yeah, right. But no, <laughs> like, no, there's like, it makes no sense. 
especially when I've been intimate with the guy mm. and this other guy is also being intimate with you yeah. and you look at me, perhaps we share the same bed mm. and we wake up every morning and you look at me and say, oh, sister, good morning. And then you say, I say, oh, do you know, I'm going to see my boyfriend and you're sitting down and you're looking at me eyeball to eyeball. That's How cool. is that blood? Tell him I said hi. Sir? Hey. No, because, you know, it's wickedness. Yeah. It's wickedness. And I've seen this time and time again, even with twins, it mm. happens. What? Whereby, yes, yeah, with some twins, it happens. Whereby you sit back and you ask yourself, hey, are these really twins? Because are these people who actually shared the same womb? Mm. Because they are two different people. You would have one who is so loving and kind and genuine and the other one, psh, very mechanical, don't even care, don't have doesn't have any kind of emotional attachment to you whatsoever. Mm. So sometimes I beg to differ that blood is thicker than water. And at the end of the day, what is love? Mm. What does it mean to love your sister? What does it mean to love your brother? This is definitely not it. Me, if mommy and daddy are very close, I'll go straight to mommy and daddy and tell mommy and daddy, mommy, this is what uh, sister, my sister mm, just your did. Child has done this, this is what me. your child has done. What are you going to tell her? And mommy and daddy, moving forward, I don't think I would even be comfortable to even bring anybody close to my sister. And she's broken the trust. She's broken the bond. She's broken everything. Mm. So it's going to be tough. Mm. So I really, I don't know what she's going to do, but I don't think she needs to do anything. If you ask me, Honestly, what you need to do is to sit back, chill, know that there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. You are not the problem. Mm. Those two people deserve each other. Mm -hmm. Because for your sister to actually think that it's okay for this guy to do that to you and, and, and for this guy to actually be in a relationship with her and be in a relationship with you and she's okay, your sister now, she needs some serious psychological help mm. because there's not, there's everything wrong with what she's doing. They deserve each other. Don't worry. Um, at least now you know. Mm. That's the brighter side. At least mm. now you know. Mm. When you have a good man, there's no way your sister, you're definitely not getting advice from your sister. Mm -hmm. You probably will go to mommy and daddy. Just in case mommy and daddy are the kinds who are like very strict and you can't really talk to them. It's going to be tough, but mm. this clearly teaches you not to be trusting easily of people around you. Be them your siblings, be them your friends. Having said that, I don't want you to be paranoid. And I don't want you thinking that all people out there are like your sister. Or all people out there are like this other guy. Take it as a bitter pill. Deal with it. It's going to be tough. But look at it as a learning curve and ensure that that doesn't happen again. Wow. Rosie, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know the temperature right now, but hey. hey, Charlie, see, sometimes I say that when things like this happen, mm -hmm. you see, there's a lot more that happened behind, yeah. probably years before. Mm -hmm. My first question is that what's the relationship between the two sisters? Mm -hmm. They may seem okay now, but there could be some underlining so envy, hard. some underlining. You know, I have been privileged. This one has some imperial. I've had to give up so much for my younger sister. I've had to give up everything for them. Maybe the younger sister is really nice. When your uncles and aunties come home when you guys were young, oh, this one is so pretty. Oh, this one's so pretty. And then you dare just say, what No compliments, nada. So, so if the man has taken the small one, the moment that man turns his attention to you, the older sister, hey, he finds me attractive. That now puts us on a level playing ground. And I'm saying that some of these things, they go back to the cognitive. Yeah. Where they are adults, they feel everything is okay, but they are little triggers. Mm -hmm. That trigger 
certain um, traits, you know, in them that they probably even thought wasn't there. Mm -hmm. That competitive edge, that need to get ahead of the other one, mm -hmm. okay? Now, that being said, you see, the sad part is that assuming that the sister ends up having a full-blown relationship with this man, they would enjoy it for a while. He is going to chase another woman. And he will tell you that, I will cry, sister, cry, move from your sister to you. Then ah. near you to your friend. <laughs> you understand? So true. Uh-huh. Now, this same person is also going to use everything that happened between you and him against you yeah. in your relationship. Might never ever get to marry you and would have ended up messing the relationship between sisters. Oh. You understand? Yeah. <clears throat> now, the parents are the people who have a real role to play here. Okay. Now, I don't think the first step is telling the sister to get rid of the guy. Mm. Because the moment you do that, that's when they get closer. Ah. I've learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> the more you tell people this is not good for you, the more they the want more it, they want it and the yeah. more they are glued to it because exactly. there's this innate spirit of defiance yes. Yes. in everybody. Especially when you know you are wrong. I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm going to show you that I'm right. <laughs> and then you just keep going, just keep going yeah. until it gets critical. This is where you guys need to zero in on family. That's as the parents have a big role to play. Right. Where they zero in on family, what is needed. The sisters have to be given time to heal, apologize, forgive. They need that space. I think that everything can be sorted out. That's my opinion. Everything can be sorted out. But... The parents need to play a strong role. Don't belittle what has happened to the younger sister. Don't endorse the older sister because probably she's the older one. Don't condone anything. But forget about the third party that has come. Because today is a man. Tomorrow to be property. The next yeah. day will be some title somewhere. The next day will be something, you know. So I think that this is where the parents need to come in strongly and bring the minds of their the two sisters back into acknowledging the fact that they are family and they need to stick together. The moment parents begin to choose sides, you did well, you did wrong, you did well, you did wrong. At the same time, don't be dismissive yeah. about the true pain that whoever feels hurt is going through. You need to admit it. But at the same time, you need to work on them separately and then together. When you do that, then there is a possibility of forgiveness. Okay. That is if the older one truly admits their mistake truly repents of it and is seen as going forward. But trust me, that relationship will not be as before. Mm. You won't be the first person she'd want to introduce her man to ever. Absolutely. She'll probably exactly. wait till engagement time before you see yeah. who the husband <laughs> is yeah. or who he's getting. Even if you see him, po, yeah. and you make sure you're not in bridal party, you make sure that you're taking care of gift tables so you're at the back there somewhere. Yeah. You know? So at the end of the day, you realize that you've probably lost a sister for life. However, open your mind. We are all human beings. We all make mistakes. So in as much as you're hurting, the thing is that it's better now than later. If you found out whilst you were married to him, mm. it makes it more complex. But now it's just boyfriend, girlfriend. Charlie, do away with the guy. Because that guy who can taste from two pots with two hands and legs. <laughs> oh, fine. But, 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 but Rosie, you see, <coughs> when, you, when you look at the repercussions of what has just happened, I assuming know. how many years down the line, right, this girl ends up with a perfect man, gets married and has kids. You know, and the bigger sister also does same. 
would she ever feel comfortable even with her kids playing with her? Because, you know, some people are just naturally wicked. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing like, that what like I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking, that talking about, about, I've seen things happen. You see, so, so it can't I'm, be tough. Well, I've seen things happen among a few siblings who've gone through similar things. You understand? Where one is dating the person, talking to the mm -hmm. person, one even goes through one to give information to the other. You understand? Yeah. The yeah. um, matchmaker no Wow. You know what I'm trying to say? And it happens all the time, you know. But wow. the thing is that what I'm trying to say is that look, listen, I think that when two brothers experience this, mm. right? Yeah. Yes, at the end of the day, is the girl who is a slut. Is the girl who has built herself for both of you to use. Yes. And their brothers who just knock hands and yeah, bro, bro. Yeah, Charlie, you know, my next girl, Charlie, make no touch him. If you yeah, touch him, Charlie, yeah. that's the end of story. They are still going. But we girls, you know yeah. what I mean? Girl the guy is the problem. Yeah. You see, you, you see, and the man comes in, you should know your boundaries. Yeah. What moral right do you have? Like, what, what respect do you have to want to move here and then, move and then chase the sister? Yeah. Sleep with both. Um, try to play and juggle both. Thinking that you, they are Superman, nobody will find out. And with you women, see, it's not just sex. You see, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, a few weeks back, we discussed this thing about the lecturer and then the student's issue. Yeah. You know, it's like the people are too close, and you think you can juggle them, and nobody will see. I mean, how, 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 how does your brain work? Do you understand? How long was he willing to take it through? Yeah. And that's why I come to say, look, the man doesn't value any of them. You see. He is just in Having for the fun. kill. And maybe they're a very affluent family. They have money. They know how to spend it. They know how to crawl, crawl. You know, guys, they know how to, you know, do the whole, don't worry, I'll pay for it. Oh, I left my wallet. Don't worry, I'll pay for it. They know how to do all of those things. So for him, he's just cashing in here, cashing in there. Mm. But the man doesn't value any of them, doesn't respect any of them, doesn't know what family, doesn't know anything. But the sad bit is that even if this girl leaves him, the other girl leaves him, it's a two of them who have to do with each other. Oh, yeah. But if they were brothers they could have dealt with it. Mm. Yeah. The younger one needs to protect her mental health. Mm. Because if going forward, if she doesn't learn, sometimes you think that forgiveness is not for the person that, who has hurt you. Mm. It's for your it's own fun. good. So when you forgive, it helps you to move on with your life. Mm. So sometimes you are holding on to and then carrying it on to generations. Mm. When you're talking about the mm. fact that even when you marry, you've had a good man, you might have children and you're still... Uh, you know, you are carrying into generations. Mm -hmm. You don't have to push your, your enemies to your children. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. You just have to decide that I am going to protect my mental health and, and move on with my life. Forgive her. And whatever that she does with her life, she's still family. But there has to be some initial spacing. There has to be some initial spacing. Because you see, one thing forgiving. That has hurt you so deeply. It's important that you separate yourself. Yeah, you because can. the more you keep seeing the person, everything keeps coming back over and over again. So there should be space. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll find out if that space is possible and what the lady should do moving forward. Should she cut the sister off? Should she cut the gentleman off? Is there a possibility of salvaging that relationship right after this? Stay with us. This is Sister Sister. You're still watching Sister Sister right here on City TV and as well live on City FM. What an incredible conversation we're having. 
Now, picture this. Imagine you are dating someone and you decide to introduce this person to one of the most important people in your life, your sister, to ensure that um, the, the one you love and the one who loves you are able to have a relationship together. Not knowing your sister and your boyfriend start dating behind your back. You happen to find out when your sister starts to video call your boyfriend and everything unravels and now you feel like you've lost your best friend and your boyfriend. You don't have to imagine much, especially for one particular lady, because that is her reality. She sent in her letter, and we're analyzing it right here on the show. Now, about to wrap up the conversation quickly, and I'd like to know from my sisters, in under a minute, if it is possible, she can bounce back from this particular situation. Um, cutting off the guy is something that she must do. We were all in agreement mm -hmm. of. But now, cutting off the sister... Because we'll assume blood is thicker than water. Now, can you foresee her having a relationship with her sister again, Rosie? <sighs> unfortunately, you can't have an ex-sister. Mm, <laughs> you can't have an ex-sister. So she would always be your sister. But there should be an initial, not cut-off, but separation. Mm. Um, for you to be able to deal with it properly and heal. Mm. Once that happens, there could be an opportunity where... They could find some common ground, but maybe it might never be as it was. Definitely is a lesson, and when you take your lesson, you have to work with it. Um, you would think that that's my sister, and she's going on to do all that. Forgiveness, yes, you have to forgive, because it's good for you. It's good for your own heart. It's good for your own mental health. But as to doing certain things that you were doing before, you have to advise yourself. And you have to make your boundaries very clear this time around. You are sisters. So whatever that you do, you share the same parents. You, you'll be sisters. But when you're sisters, it doesn't mean that um, you necessarily have to be friends. Mm. So um, you, you can take a decision about that, whether you want to cut her off completely. or uh, But you can't cut her off completely anyway. You still have to deal with each other, which might be problematic later. So... Um, just be wise about how you deal with her going forward until she shows that she has really changed. Then you can take decisions as to how close or how much you divulge to her as a sister. Yeah. Olivia, you know how I was saying blood is thicker than water and I was upset in the beginning. <laughs> Maybe, yes, really, blood is thicker than water at the end of the day. But... I, and initially I was upset, but I think that you need to sit your sister down at some point in time after being angry and all of that. Sit her down and look at eyeball to eyeball and say to ask her, why did you do that to me? Mm. You need that kind of closure. You need to find out what's in here. Mm. Because until you do that, you won't be able to move past it. Yes, she could be open. Yes, she could not be. But at least you need some kind of closure from her because mm. that will help. And... Know that forgiveness is not as easy, but like everybody is saying, it's for your own good. And sometimes prayer helps, mm. you know. Um, there could be some spirituality to all of this. Um, but going on your knees and asking God to help you forgive her and help you let go is also a stepping stone in the stepping um, whatever in the right direction. So definitely God is going to help you to make things easy, especially mm. because blood you know, however you want to look at it, you can't cut her off. Mm. Some way, somehow, you're both going to have kids and the cycle continues. Mm. So at the end of the day, I feel like God tends to help to make these things a little easier. It's always not by our strength.
Okay, and I, and I absolutely agree. And on that mm. note, ladies, sisters, thank you so much for joining me for another exciting edition of Sister, Sister. Of course, inviting you to let us know your thoughts on how you think our particular lady should be reacting. Use the hashtag Sister, Sister, as well. Send messages via our WhatsApp number. I was joined today by the fabulous Rosie, the incredible Marie Rose, and of course, the always elegant Olivia Ladies. Thank you again thank for you. joining me. And thank you for being tuned in. Now, I cannot wrap it up without giving you a little bit of my thoughts on the two stories that we have today. For our very first lady, our lady pastor, our pastor's wife, who's dealing with this very unfortunate situation where her husband has been discovered being a serial cheat and possibly, amongst many other sins, uh, has impregnated his goddaughter. I would advise that you really do speak to people that can help you get some clarity, especially the emotions you're feeling. Now, as my sister rightly said, perhaps if he is truly repentant, you may consider working through your marriage as it is, or maybe for your own mental health, if it strikes you as you cannot deal with it or cannot be able to build or rebuild your relationship from what it was, do not be afraid to walk away from whatever it is that may be, uh, from, from a situation that you feel yourself unable to deal with again. Of course, always put it into prayer. As someone who's also being held to higher standards, especially as the church looks at you, please try and give it all, your all, I mean, in trying to get some um, clarity, try to get to a proper resolution of the scenario, especially as there's a, a child involved and as your goddaughter is refusing to have an abortion. It's something that you really need to consider and look at all angles and find the best possible way to deal with this situation. To our lady who is dealing with the biggest heartbreak where she's lost both a boyfriend and a sister to the most ultimate betrayal, we hope that you find the peace that you really deserve. We hope that you're able to find someone who's able to help you sort out your feelings, Please think of a possibility of getting away, sorting out your feelings before dealing with anything. The gentleman, as we can all rightly agree, is of no good and no consequence. And you really should consider not getting back together with him. But with family, family will always be family. And you probably will have many other scenarios in the near future to have to interact with your sister. So forgiveness is something that you should definitely consider. And a very big thank you to everyone that has been tuned in. We invite you. If you have something that is bothering you, or you just want some understanding, or you want someone to voice out your anguish, your frustrations too, please send us a letter. You might, just might be the next story that we discuss right here on the show. And of course, my sisters get the most perfect advice. And by the time the episode ends, you will definitely know what to do in that particular scenario. My name is AJ Akwakosop. My very big thank you to Life Mate Furniture for uh, allowing us come through live from their premises with today's episode. A very big thank you to our proud sponsors, Kel Kids Toothpaste and the Ghana AIDS Commission's Red Ribbon Campaign. A very big thank you to First Choice for my hair. Always looking amazing. And of course, to you for being tuned in. We'll come your way next week with another fabulous edition. Until then, keep listening to City FM and watching City TV.